Welcome to the Reverse Selling Podcast, where real estate agents, salespeople, and entrepreneurs come to learn the best tactics and strategies to grow their business. Hosted by the creator of the Reverse Selling Methodology, Brandon Morinan. Brandon, thank you so much for joining me today. How's it going? Going great. I'm excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Thank you for joining me. The pleasure is all mine. I've been looking forward to this all week because we're going to talk about some great listing strategies. We're talking about FISBOs. We're talking about a lot of different things that are really important right now in the state of the market where there are no listings to be found. I'm struggling with it. I know a lot of agents are too. So you are an expert in the space. So I'm really excited to see what you are thinking about in terms of how real estate agents can position themselves as listing agents and what strategies you're finding that are most effective right now. Yeah, I love it. I love it. And so, I mean, you're right. It's the, it is the topic that I think that most agents are concerned about. And so when we talk about this, I think the audience today, hopefully will get a ton of value from it and we'll go super, super deep and we'll use a scalpel and hopefully people walk away with some nice tactics. Love it. Okay. I'm, you cannot hold back because we're counting on this. So how are you doing in terms of like the way that you're helping real estate agents figure this out? And, and you're located in like Michigan. I know that like every market is feeling this too. So, so what is your pulse on the market right now? And what are you seeing is like things that agents need to really be preparing for this year? So a couple things. Um, when it comes to like segments of the marketplace that I think agents should be paying attention to that most aren't, are two demographics that you're going to see over the next 12, 18, 24 months that make up a massive amount of new business and new listings looking ahead into the future. One are absentee owners. We're going to talk about why in a second. And then two are what I call are, are, are baby boomers. And so uh, I want to talk about both of those, and then we'll we'll get into some some tactics to convert those, and then we'll talk about some for sale by owner stuff. Um, absentee owners. So if you look at what's happened in the marketplace, people end up with a, and that's the right way to put it. People end up with a rental property or two most of the time on accident. I'm not talking about the purposeful. Uh, investors that go out there and buy rental properties and they use that as like an asset strategy. I'm talking about the young couple, Stephanie, who get married, uh, uh, who got married in 10 years ago, 15 years ago. They had a baby. At the time, the market was terrible. They tried to sell their house. They couldn't for whatever reason. And they said, hey, babe, why don't we just rent this thing out? Try our hand at being a landlord. Well, in every market, there are tens of thousands of these people regardless of what market you're in across the country, that because of where values are at, they've, they've done the landlord thing. They've got a good cash on cash return. They've watched their property values double and triple over the last 10 or 15 years. And this is also one of the biggest areas uh, that, that couples fight about. When they have one or two rental properties, it's the thing they fight about in bed. It's the thing that keeps them up at night because they're not real investors. So when they have to find a new tenant, when there's repairs, new carpet, I mean, my wife, we're in the business and we're dealing with it right now. Um, and then you, you, you couple that with all of these 
guidelines that go against landlords due to the pandemic, it's like a perfect storm for these people to unload these properties. And before the pandemic, Steph, in any market, if realtors, you guys are listening to this, uh, go into your MLS and go look at any the, the, the total sold inventory over the past 365 days and choose non-owner occupied. And what you're going to find, whether you're in Scottsdale, LA, Tampa, Miami, Detroit, over 20% of every home that's sold is from this one demographic, mm-hmm. absentee owners. And the thing, Steph, is when I talk about this with real estate agents, they're like, wait a minute, that makes a lot of sense. And there's no competition. Because the thing I think about when I, when I coach realtors or when I, you know, realtors at my, my brokerage, I go, well, how many of you are working this demographic? It's very rare to find one. Whereas most agents are doing what? They're going after Zillow leads, realtor.com, uh, Fizbo's expired listings, open houses. Okay, got it. Tons of competition. Mm-hmm. And if you look at that segment of the market, Steph, it's very low. How many of those homes that are sold every year come via a for sale by owner? Less than 1% of 1%. And all the realtors are going after those, right? Yeah. So absentee owners is a great, great thing for people to start thinking about. Okay. Let's talk about that. So I first want to say this is one of the most powerful reasons why real estate agents need to be seeking educators and coaches like you, because you get so stuck in the grind that you can miss these extremely valuable opportunities just because you're not really looking. So I'm so glad that you're bringing this to the to the awareness. Um, and I, I completely agree. And if I look back on our sales as a team in the last year, there have been at least 20% that were absentee owners. So it makes a lot of sense. Just And, and that's just not even by design. That's just- right. Through what the general trying. population selling, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so, so how can you be intentional about creating a strategy that targets those individuals, and how can we compel them to hire us? Yeah. So, so first, we've got to go find the people. So, there's two ways that people can do that. Um, one company that's taking over this industry by storm is a company called Remind, and I don't know if agents are familiar with that or not. Uh, our entire MLS in Michigan, Stephanie, was today. Today, Remind just took the entire MLS over. Can you spell that? Yeah, R E M I N E. Okay. And I'll, let's link that maybe Got in the it. show notes, and then um, you guys can go check it out. So it's probably part of your MLS right now as we speak. I think they have a hundred percent adoption rate to MLSs across the country, and this is a data aggregator company. So that's what they do, right? And Remind. That's right, right? Yeah. So this company, Steph, inside the MLS for free, realtors can go search out absentee owners, how much they owe on their property, what is their mortgage interest rate, uh, what is their sale, the sales score, contact information, all of this information right inside our MLS for the first time in the history of real estate. So that's one way to find them. Another company that we use is called The Share Group. The Share Group. We'll link that up too. Mm-hmm. Um, they do a great job at getting realtors, cell phones, emails, and inf- contact information for these folks, social media feeds, all of that. Mm-hmm. Once we have established um, who they are, and I think that's the most exciting part when a realtor watches this in Tampa, Florida, and says, Oh my gosh, there's 74,000 absentee owners in Tampa. Yeah, there is. Guess how many realtors are contacting them? Oh, yeah, zero. 
nobody. So it sets up for a great opportunity. So once we have the information, we have to have, we ha- we got to go out there and play offense. We've got to go and f- get in front of these people. And so I call this contact cycling. So there's a couple of ways we can get in front of these folks. Certainly we can pick up the phone and call them. I mean, that's my favorite way to do it. I know that makes a lot of people real nervous and real weird. I can't do that. I can't. Okay, fine. You can, you can search these people out on Facebook and Instagram and do direct message. We're having great success with that. Some people make the argument, Stephanie, that more people are looking at their DMs and PMs more so than their email right now, more so than their text. You are, me too. Mm -hmm. And so it's very rare and it's very unlikely that this human being on earth has ever gotten a direct message from a real estate agent in their life ever. So it, unlike a phone call where you have to deal with a lot of rejection, this comes across very soft and it's very easy approach, right? And so we'll talk about what to say in a second. Cool. So that's the second way. We can, we can shoot them a video text message. We're having great success with that. Certainly we can go just send them a letter in the mail. We get actually great response with direct mail for these folks. Because again, direct mail is making a comeback because everyone's so digital right now. Our mailboxes are empty, right? Uh, It's not like our parents, Steph, that their mailboxes were stuffed with all these mailers. I don't got nothing in there. I don't know about you, but there's like my bills and that's it. Yeah. Uh, so, So that's another way. So when we go and communicate with these folks, the approach we have to take is is to educate them, not to sell them. And what I mean by that is the, the, the call to action, the value add that we use when I teach a realtor how to work this demographic is, you know, like with, let's just say, home and auto insurance. Let's just use that as an example. One of the things they can do is they can say, Stephanie, why don't we just give you a quote on your home and auto insurance? Let's see what the premium looks like. Let's give you the same coverages so at least you can know what, how much you could potentially save. And if changing companies right now makes any sense, most people would be open to that idea of at least looking at that. Well, mm-hmm. when we use that same mindset in the real estate space, we can do the same thing. Now, realtors are saying, well, how? Well, let's use the CMA as our leverage. Let's do a price analysis to establish what these properties are now worth. And let's get that in front of these homeowners because here's what's happening. The homeowners hear on the news how much values are are going up and they hear all this stuff from their friends, but they don't know specifically how high their home is. And when an agent sends them a nice pricing analysis and it's like, wait a minute, my house is worth that much? Now their motivation comes through more so than just words, right? So when we approach these folks, we simply, and we can do a little role play if you want, Steph. So I, maybe I'm calling you and I say, ring, ring, ring. Stephanie says, hi. I introduce myself and I say, Steph, I'm a local real estate agent. I don't know if now is the right time, but you know, in Scottsdale, I mean, I'm sure you've heard values are literally at an all-time high. And so do you still own that property down there on Main Street? Why, yes, I do. You do? Okay, great. And is, is that a rental property by chance? Uh, it is. It has been for a while. Got it. Got it. And so a lot of my clients that own rental properties are considering taking advantage of this market. And so I wanted to call and maybe do a quick pricing analysis to show you what the home is worth. And if the numbers made sense, would you consider potentially selling it at this time? Or The numbers would really have to make sense because I do get a good rent on that. 
Yeah, hundred percent. Let's not agree to anything. I'm not going to pressure you to do anything, Steph. What I'm going to do is just do a pricing analysis. I'll email it to you. We can walk through the numbers. And then after looking at the numbers, Stephanie, you can decide if maybe selling now or hanging on to it as a, as a rental makes more sense. Does that seem fair? Yeah, that and seems super easy. It's easy. It's so easy. And people are like, yeah, that'd be great. That'd be great. So you could do that via text, via direct message, uh, via a letter, via a phone call. Any of those methods will work. That's the approach we take. And agents are getting lots of seller leads. They're building in their pipeline because even if someone's like, yeah, we want to sell, which most of them say, yeah, we're open to it, but they have a tenant in there. Well, you build this nice seller database up of people that uh, come the future months, you've got all these listing leads coming to, to fruition in the future. Well, and here's the other thing too. There's a lot of people that are liquid right now that have a lot of money. And I'm even seeing a lot of people who are looking for properties with tenants in place. So there's multiple opportunities. And even if you're able to build out that part of your database too, you can still have that as a listing, which I think is brilliant. Yeah, exactly right. So, so that's a huge, huge demographic. The other one that I rarely see, Stephanie, people in our space talking about, which I think is a massive mistake, are working with seniors and baby boomers. Mm -hmm. Now, let me give a couple, uh, let me give some context around this. So every year, about five and a half or six million homes sell in the United States year over year over year over year. Well, in the baby boomer segment, these are people 62 years and older, they make up for about 750,000 of those home sales every year. That's like normal. Well, studies have shown that because of the age of baby boomers and how many of them are looking to retire and downsize, in 2022, that's expected to go to a million. 2023, 1.5 million. And 2024, 2 million of the 6 million homes are going to come from this one demographic. Wow. It's insane. And nobody in our space is talking about serving these people. Nobody in our space is saying, why don't you go get your SRES and specialize in working with seniors? Nobody is talking about working with assisted livings. Nobody is talking about these things. They're all talking about the things everyone else is talking about, which is filled with competition, filled with commission cutters, filled with frustration. And these niche target markets are filled with a great business, very profitable. It's very fun to specialize in something like this because the people on the other side really appreciate it a lot. Uh, And they always say riches are in the niches, you know? So what I love so much about what you're sharing is something that I actually like just preach. Like I am over here yelling to the crowds, like you have to niche because we talk about this when an agent is trying to be the agent for everybody, that's when you don't have a compelling reason for somebody to hire you over your competition. And so what you're saying is, is a lot of what I kind of think too, is you have to have your ideal client in mind, right? And all that is, is just identifying a specific individual that you can be uniquely suited to help. If you have to get those certifications to make sure that you have that specialization and you're going to have that cut above, but you're identifying multiple different clients that you can serve and build out incredible processes for between the lead generation, between the experience that you extend to them and between growing that niche out so that you can just cultivate more of those referrals. Because a lot of times, like attracts like. And if you're doing more business in those areas, you don't have to lead generate as much because you're going to be known for specializing in that, right? Is that kind of what I'm picking up? Yeah, 100%. And 
you know, there's a bunch of different niches out there. I think real estate agents, for the most part, to your point, they're like this generalist, right? They get their license and to like, we're the only industry that doesn't niche down, to be honest, mm-hmm. right? Doctors, lawyer, everybody. And then when we think about that, we're like, wait a minute, that makes sense. Well, why can't I be like that? And the truth is, most real estate agents aren't spending enough time in lead generation activities to specialize because they have such a, a scarcity mindset. They, they got to say yes to everything, Steph. They got to chase commission checks all over the place mm-hmm. because they don't specialize and they won't commit to lead generation. They just got to take what comes in. That's the reality. That's the truth. Yeah, it's 100% true. And and we know that when you're chasing leads like that, you're only as good as your last sale. Like you're yep. a salesperson, you're not building a business. That's right. So, uh, you know, one of the niches that that I love that I think a lot of agents, when they hear me say this, cringe, it's the for sale by owner. Mm-hmm. But to your point, you know, I've crafted a, a complete system around communicating with this demographic that not only allows us to provide value, but to your point, our value proposition to this demographic is so pure, it's so real, and it makes us the obvious choice to go out there and list a lot of these properties where so many agents struggle with converting for sale by owners. And so if you want, I can kind of walk your audience through uh, what that process looks like. Totally. Let's hear it. All right, let's do it. So, so there's a lot that I've learned about converting for sale by owners before things really stick out, and then I'll get into the conversion process. Number one, and I'll be quick on these. Number one is something I talk to my students about all the time, and that is nothing is as it seems. And that saying came across because what happened for a long time is I would prospect for sale by owners. They would tell me, obviously, listen, I'm not interested in working with an agent, and I took that for face value. Uh, and I would move on to the next one and move on to the next one. But then I drive by Stephanie Lugo's house, who was the FISBO that told me I didn't want to hire an agent. And there'd be a Remax sign in the front yard. I'm like, wait a minute. She just told me that she didn't want to hire a realtor. Well, I learned that for sale by owners, as time goes on, as their situation changes, their decision-making gets impacted. And it's just like human nature. And so I can go on and on about that. But of course, don't be shocked when the for sale by owner tells you they don't want to work with the realtor. They're for sale by owner. <laughs> so most of them don't want to work with realtors. It takes time for them to go through the process to be open to that in the future. That's number one. Number two is stop trying to convince. I was taught in the industry to go out there and like pitch them on why by owner was bad and why listing with realtor was good. And that's like a battle you just can't win. Go try to convert a Democrat into a Republican. Good luck. (laughs) Good luck. You're wasting your breath. You're wasting your time because of confirmation bias. So so don't try to do that. Number three is we've got to get better at speaking in hypotheticals. And this is the the analogy I always give people. And this is going to make a lot of sense to people. If you put somebody on the spot and you make them uncomfortable because your question puts somebody on a spot, you are not going to like the answer nine times out of 10, right? But if you put somebody in a situation that they think will never occur, they are more likely to open up and give you the answer you're looking for. So as an example, and we'll talk more about this in a second, instead of calling a for sale by owner and trying to convince them that what they're doing is bad, they should list with a realtor. Wouldn't it just make sense to say, Stephanie, listen, I respect the fact that you're selling on your own. Quite frankly, regardless of what other realtors are telling you, I think it's smart. Because if you can sell your house at a premium and save money off commissions, I mean, who could argue with that? 
I'm curious if in 30 days you're unsuccessful at that time only, Stephanie, would you consider potentially other options and talking with realtors? Now, when we say that to a for sale by owner in sales, we call that a pattern interrupt. The for sale by owner for the first time ever, after dealing with all these bonehead realtors calling them every two seconds, they say, what, what, what did you just say? And they're like, wow, we really like that approach. And so we've got to speak in hypotheticals. And then number four is 80 to 90% of your conversion with for sale by owners, like most other lead sources, comes through follow-up. And we know most realtors just suck at it. They got no systems. They got no processes. They got no database system. They get somebody and they got sticky notes all over their office, all over their car, and leads fall through the cracks. So those are the big four things I've learned. Now let's get into the conversion process. But you want to talk about any, any one of those four real quick? I think that those are really good overviews. And if you guys have questions about if you're listening in and you're like, I need to hear a little bit more about this, definitely shoot us a DM or just leave a comment if you're watching here on YouTube. And maybe we can do a round two because I feel like that that can all be a topic in itself. But I feel really good about that overview. And I really want to hear about the conversion process once we get to that point. All right, perfect. Let's jump into it. All right. So I'm going to give your audience kind of like a five-step process and we can go as deep as you want to get. All right. So, so step one is being the first voice. Okay. And so when a for sale by owner decides to sell their home, they don't know exactly what's going to happen. They're, they're, there's a lot of anxiety like anybody that's selling their home. And so it is critical that if you're going to call them, knock their door, send them a text message, DM them on Instagram, that you're the first voice that they hear when they sell their home before all the other bonehead realtors have a chance to ruin it for you. You want to get in front of that as fast as you can to be able to run this play that I'm going to walk your audience through. So we've whatever method you're choosing of, of, of contact, you've got to make sure that you're one of the first ones. So what does that mean? What does that look like? So if you're getting leads from Zillow or you're getting them from Red X or Vulcan 7, wherever you're getting your for sale by owner data from, they should be uploading that midnight that the day they hit the market. So you have got to be able to take action at like 8 a.m., 8.30, worst case scenario, the following morning mm-hmm. and be one of their first experiences. That's critical. Okay, that's step number one. The goal of that contact, Stephanie, is brings me into step number two, which is getting in front of them as fast as you possibly can face-to-face. Here's what we know. A couple things. We know through many, many studies that most people will list their home with the first agent they meet with. We know that. Mm-hmm. But the other thing is when it comes to human behavior is our prospects owe us nothing. And through uh, texting or a phone call or social media, they're not going to open up the, uh, to you the way they will versus when you're having a cup of coffee at their kitchen table. They're just not. We're human beings. We're very guarded. We've got our defenses up. And it's not until we have a face-to-face interaction, Stephanie, that people are more comfortable opening up to you. This goes back to one of the principles I shared earlier with nothing is as it seems. So FISBO will tell you all these things on the phone. This is what happened over and over again. This is when I cracked the code to for sale by owners. They would tell me, Brandon, we're never listing our home with a realtor. I get it. And I would just agree with them. You shouldn't ever have to. I was at their house two hours later and they're saying, what would you do for us if we listed our home with you? I'm like, they would have never told me that over the phone. Okay. So step one, we got to be the first voice. That contact has to lead us to a face-to-face appointment. 
When we are at that face-to-face appointment, we've got to do what I call a value meeting, okay? This meeting is filled with contribution and we're not asking for anything in return. Let me give your audience a couple examples. So when we're there, we're going through a full marketing consultation. We're doing a Zillow ad review. We're talking about a Facebook campaign, a Google campaign. We're talking about how to vet buyers. We're talking about how to talk to lenders. We're talking about pricing strategy. We're talking about days on market systems. We're talking about how to position their home as the obvious choice. It's like a coaching session with a seller. And so that's what we do with the for sale by owner at the first meeting, which is step three. Mm-hmm. Right now, the for sale by owner can't believe what's happening because their experience with realtors, remember, they decided to go FISBO based on bad experiences with, with realtors in the past. Then that got justified with all these realtors calling and hammering them. So when we're running the play that I'm talking about, they're just like, man, this is incredible. I cannot believe the difference. I just love this approach. And they say that time and time and time again. You, want, you have any questions so far? You want me to keep going? I want to add something here. And I want to share that what I'm picking up right now, this is a lot of work that happens before anyone ever answers your phone call. Yeah. Right. And so when, when I'm hearing from agents who are like, Steph, I need leads. I need leads. I need to get in front of clients or am I going to meet people? What are you doing to prepare yourself for when you do get that opportunity? It should be all of this work. And I just love that you are kind of framing it in this way that when you do get to the table, you need to be prepared to offer so much value that it makes you the obvious choice. Like that's kind of what I'm picking up. And I think that's super interesting. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, so we've created, I know you're big on systems. We've created systems around this where agents that we train the system to don't have to think about it, right? We've got a full a process that they go through at the meeting. So they don't, they're not reinventing the wheel, right? They're, they're going to go there and bring their for sale by owner backup plan. They're going to go through the backup plan. We're going to talk about that in a second. They know how to present that. They know how to do the for sale by owner CMA presentation. They know how to do the Zillow ad review. This is all a system that we're following that we, to your point, have practiced numerous times before we even picked up the phone. We know this presentation inside and out before we even met with the for sale by owner. All of our systems, all of our documents are in line, they're in, they're, they're in place before we even pick up the phone. Okay, All of that's set and, and ready to go. So that when we go there and we can make the most of that opportunity. So we have our value meeting um, and we leave that meeting with essentially planting ourselves, the goal in that meeting is to plant ourselves as the backup plan for the for sale by owner, meaning that we support the for sale by owner with their decision to sell on their own. We will serve the for sale by owner, Stephanie, while they think they don't need a realtor so that when the day comes where they need a realtor, we are the obvious choice. You guys should rewind that and listen to that over and over again. We pretend that we are their agent before we are their agent, because that's the interview process. If this person ends up listing their home with many of them do, well, wouldn't it only make sense that the entire time you've been courting them, that you are positioning yourself as an expert, you're positioning yourself as as the obvious choice. Well, that brings us into step number four, which is follow-up. So let me walk you you through the follow-up plan. So we have a very, very systematic 
aggressive lead follow-up strategy. So every Monday, we call all of the for sale by owners that we met with. We're checking in on them. We're making sure they don't need any documents. We're seeing if they have any questions about the marketplace. We send them an email, which I'm going to talk about in a second, and then we're updating them on the neighborhood, any new listings, new pendings, new closings that affect the sale of their home. That's the Monday call. Mm -hmm. Every Tuesday, we send them a piece of direct mail. And we've got a whole strategy. So we send them the for sale by owner backup plan. And this goes out. This is this goes out. We call this a gigagram. We use a company called uh, Mailbox Power. It goes into an envelope like this, says for sale by owner backup plan right on it. And then over the course of eight to 10 weeks, they get our value proposition mailers in the, in the mail, right? And so they get all of those. So that those go out every single Tuesday. Then on Wednesday, they get an email from us. Okay. And the email is a neighborhood uh, real estate report that shows the for sale by owner, the active pendings and solds in their neighborhood and how that impacts the sale of their home. Okay. Thursday, every time we meet with somebody, we put, we add them on Facebook in a, uh, a segmented friends list, right? You know how to do that. And so the audience, it's really important. You guys know how to do that. You can segment your friends group. You can make groups of friends inside Facebook. So we create one for for sale by owners. Every Thursday, Stephanie, we're posting a video that speaks directly to for sale by owners, not the person, but anybody selling by owner. And our little trick is we're up we're uploading that to Facebook once a week just to that friends list. Mm -hmm. So So they're seeing our video. You got it, right? So we may talk about different strategies or different tactics. And Bob and Sue that are selling by owner, like, oh my God, this is great. You know? So they're seeing us everywhere. It's like that omnipresence. Every Friday, we send out our for sale by owner text messages. And then every Saturday, we're doing for sale by owner open house visits. And so that's our six-step follow-up strategy that goes on week after week after week until we get the listing, they list with somebody else or they sell on their own. We run that play so that we win the top of mind, which we know that's the key to follow-up. And we position ourselves as the obvious choice for when the day comes, they say, you know what? We got to hire an agent. It's a come list me call. And so that's kind of our conversion process. That listing appointment is pretty simple. Uh, we have a for sale by our listing presentation that we teach. But if you do all the things leading up to this point, the, the end result of getting that contract signed is very, very simple. Oh my gosh. My mind is like blown. I, I feel like I can hear the scribbles of agents furiously taking notes across the yep. country right now. <laughs> that is so crazy. So if people want to hear more and take this a little deeper, because you shared a lot of information, where can agents find you if they want to further this conversation and learn more about this awesome process? Yeah. I mean, I do a lot on my YouTube channel. So I'm doing a... a a training video five days a week on YouTube, um, breaking down each one of these tactics and strategies. We go deep on on YouTube, or they can go to my website, reverseselling.com, and they can just learn more about how our systems and our processes and our programs work. Fantastic. You guys, if you are listening to this, you have to carve out some time today. Like it cannot wait. Today, spend some time 
to look at what Brandon is sharing on his YouTube channel. It's true. There are so many different videos that are incredible and chock full of details just like this. And what I love, and I want to acknowledge you for this, is you really don't hold back, Brandon. Like you are such a giver with your information and your strategies, and you really give so much to this industry. So I just really want to thank you for, for carving out the time to do that for us here on the Market Authority Show. Yeah, my pleasure. And quite frankly, it's how we get listings. And most humans aren't used to that. So in our brokerage, we believe in a philosophy of servant leadership. We serve our agents. We work for our agents. They don't work for us. Realtors aren't used to that. Consumers aren't used to dealing with salespeople that give, 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 wanting nothing in return. So when you treat humans that way, they're automatically attracted and drawn to you like a magnet. And that's the thing, Steph, that realtors got to get better at. They don't have to go out there and be hardcore closers or you know, uh, you know, salespeople. They got to learn how to love people and and use the law of reciprocity and and contribute to relationships, and that will reciprocate into business. I guarantee it. It's it's, it's I'm living proof of it. Yeah, you really practice what you preach, and and I could not agree more. I think that that is the way to be. And I think that there's an awakening, like not to be cheesy, but I think yeah. our industry and and just business in general is going through an awakening where you have to serve in order to really exist at this point. So I think that that is a really relevant kind of topic to, to think about. Yeah, I agree. I mean, that's where content marketing was born. You know, it's so anyway, this is a lot of fun. I want to do more with you and and your your audience is lucky to have you in their life because you talk about value. I mean, that's we talk about all the time, you and I, but but you you, you yourself, you do so much in in your space that people are really lucky to be in relationship with you. Oh, I appreciate that. We're all just trying to do what we can to help, help all the boats rise with the tide, right? <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, thank you so much. We'll have to do this again very soon, but I really appreciate your time, Brendan. You got it. Thanks a lot. For more tips and advice on how you can grow your business, be sure to follow Brandon on YouTube and Instagram at Brandon Mulrennan.